0: But because some of the uh guys been wanting video, I will record the video and then I'll put it on YouTube and everything. Um I don't want some people want to look at me. I'll,
1: I'll no, I don't blame you, but it's me, I'm the problem.
0: No. I mean I'm I am i a lot
1: just this out there shipping the paint and stuff. So anyway, you know, I I, you know, I didn't I, like kid, so. oh, I don't
0: like shit. So All um, right. I'm good with it. But anyway so let me bring you in uh, into the fold. Alright, um if uh, for those of you listening for the first time thank you for those of you who've been with us for the last couple months y'all know we've been um, hitting a, a couple of the award winners from the uh River City Underground Film Festival that we've had before but this week man I am honored and truly 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 blessed to have the director Philip Rodriguez not only is he director he's he's a producer he's an activist he's a, an educator he's educated. And man, I can't wait to talk to him for the next hour or so, maybe a little bit longer if, if I'm allowed to. But uh, uh, Philip, go ahead, introduce yourself if you don't mind.
1: David, this is, I'm Philip Rodriguez. I'm a filmmaker and I'm, all uh, right, I used to be, or maybe I will be again, but I'm happy to be here with you. Thanks for inviting me. And thanks again for the terrific attention and and the awards that we that the film garnered at, uh, at the uh, River City Underground and anything that says underground in it, I'm pretty much drawn to it. So uh, you you had me at Underground.
0: All right. <laughs> Thank you.
1: So I'm here I and happy, happy to talk about anything. I'll talk, I'll talk shit to to up just about anything.
0: <laughs> well, let's let's real quick, let's talk about you first. Um, so I was reading a little bit about you, and and before I knew it, because all I knew was that you were a filmmaker, uh a director, um, awesome documentary, and I fell in love with it, and I was like, cool. Um, So when I had the opportunity to bring y'all back and and interview y'all, I'm like, okay, cool. Then I started kind of reading about you personally. And and, and I want to quote this because this is so badass. Washington Post has referred Rodriguez as higher truth-telling. San Diego Tribune calls his work masterful and the New York Times thoughtful. That is like, that's like deep, brother. Um, Because... If you really read your filmography, you talk about it. It, it is a lot of activists, uh, especially for Latinos. Um, Man in the Middle, Race uh, 2012, Latinos Away, Brown is the New Green, George Lopez and the American Dream, Los Angeles Now, Mixed Feelings, San Diego, uh, Tijuana. Um, these are just some of them, right?
1: Yeah, there's that's quite a few of them. I mean, but yeah, I, 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 we've tried to make films that, about things we cared about and in a way that uh, wasn't alienated from the Latino experience or my experience, the Mexican-American experience, the Raza's experience. Very often these documentaries that get on PBS and get on television are, are brokered through white editors and white uh, uh, programmers, and I, 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 I really made a point of defending the territory, yeah. defending my voice and making sure it wasn't compromised or cut by someone else and i probably sacrificed lots of career opportunities in order to defend that space and just to try to make films that were truthful and maybe inconvenient sometimes and and uh again true to uh to the experience i had as a brown mexican american
0: no you're you're you got some age on you so i'm, I'm not i'm not i'm going to try to insult you no i'm not a child no 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 yeah. So, so when we talk about things that happen to you, especially when we talk about race, you know the Chicano movement. Because I remember growing up in the '90s, and I caught the tail end of it, you know, with 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 uh, Julio Cesar Chavez, and and I, I I learned some of it, but I I didn't live through none of it. I didn't.
1: I didn't either. I'm I'm not that old, so no, but- um, I didn't I didn't live that era. I come up following it. So I'm a late baby boomer. Okay. So I didn't live the chicanada, you know, when that was going on, when 68 was going on. I was a I was a child. I was in elementary school. So I really didn't experience it firsthand. I had aunts and uncles that were with that and I had aunts and uncles were profoundly against it, but I wasn't of that generation. So I come off after that generation and um, lucky enough to have been working before that generation kind of passed on. And was able to kind of record some of their recollections and um, and harness certain kind of their spirit and energy, a very defiant generation, um, a generation that still Rasa hasn't come anywhere near, I don't think, mobilizing a political project as specific and determined as that was, albeit for a very short period of time. It was short. It was brief, but it was kind of kind of remarkable in, in that way. Right. So, and I feel maybe it's useful to remember what the people become before you accomplished and uh, thought about, and 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 fought for. And so, I've dedicated a certain amount of my career to to uh, to documenting that and preserving that record and harnessing that energy a little bit in these projects.
0: That's badass. Because now, let me ask you a quick question before I move on. And and it's been lingering in my head real quick when we talk about. You, you you called yourself Mexican-American. And mm-hmm. I know for the longest time, again, because I grew up in San Antonio, 90s, I I love the term Chicano. And yeah. and even now, a lot of people kind of look on that and they frown upon that term being Chicano. And, and I don't know why. I mean, there's so much history, so much brownness to it. And I don't know, maybe you could explain to me a little bit more because again,
1: well i embrace that term as well um proudly however it could be argued that 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 term is an artifact uh very specific to that early boomer generation that participated in those struggles and whether or not chicano and Chicanismo are still living energy remains to be seen i mean certainly you can wear some sandals and put a set up over your head and wear a peace sign but yeah. are you really of and about that? And are the issues that that are of concern to Rasa is is the chicanada and the Plan Espiritual de Aztlan going to do that? It's going to going to do anything. So, you know, one has to be. I don't want to. You know, I loathe the um, obsession Rasa seems to have with naming itself. So I stay out of that stuff. But um, you know, call yourself whatever you want, um, and uh, and call me anything you like. Uh, it, it, it's, it's, a no, it's, it's no matter to me. Those terms are very easy to toss around, and most of them don't have any kind of coherent meaning to them. Mexican American, I'll say, because you know that's more descriptive. The fact I'm 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 an American, a U.S. citizen, of Mexican um, a- ancestry, yeah. um, and that's just. But there's a lot of other words we could use, and pardo, brown, raza, uh, Chicano. You know, bocho. call me anything, just don't call me bocho. I'm ha- with all my heart, I embrace it, you know.
0: Call I, I, me anything, just
1: don't call me late for dinner. Okay, David? <laughs>
0: exactly. I know what you mean, especially when you're talking about gorditas. And <laughs> I know we were talking about food earlier, and I was like, man, dude, I'm, I wish I could have had that lunch, but uh, got to keep those appointments. Um, <laughs> um, as far as the film, the, the one from our film festival,
1: yeah, the rise and the fall of the brown buffalo.
0: Analé. Now you're talking about este Oscar Zeta Acosta, which he uh-huh. was a ah, uh, um, He was a lawyer.
1: He was a lawyer. He was a, a he was a novelist. He was and an, an activist. He was a revolutionary. He was a bipolar. He was a Panzón. He was a Cochino. He was uh, a heroin addict for a while. He was a whole lot of things, man. He was a really complicated dude, um, troubled dude, creative dude, restless dude. Another guy, born in El Paso, by the way. He was a Texan, so tough origin. Um, So, yeah, we made a film about him. Something that I'd wanted to do all my life.
0: What made you choose him, though?
1: Oh, man, how could you not? He was the most electric... Complicated, um, wild, um, smart, impossible, dude. You know, and I think that by and large, uh, very often in 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 cinema, at least in, in literature as well, the uh, the the rendering of our people tends to be of people that are more gentle and polite, and respectable, and decent. <laughs> And very often, that's a little humiliating and a little bit limiting. So I wanted to take on this guy because he was impossible and wild and rude, and also heroic in his way. So I thought thought the um, the the depiction of of Prasa as kind of noble savages was uh, put me off. Didn't didn't feel it. I didn't relate to that. I'm, you know, I am I come from people that are a little bit more tough and more rude and more direct and more abrasive, uh, more opinionated and more complicated. And I like that. I like to see my people not as like sweet little innocents. I like to see them as rascals and, and cabrones, you know. I like Jaibo in, in, uh, in the Buñuel film, Los Olvidados, you know. I want to see some more complexity, brother
0: that's true it is true because if you look at a lot of the Latino depictions in in media, especially in film and television mm-hmm. we always tend to be the maids, the workers, the you know the the servitudes of uh, mm-hmm. you know just what
1: well, the little Santos the little dead Santos like Selena yeah. and, and 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 Richie Valance where they got to die in the end and they got to be sweet and they got to be innocent I, I I I object to that. I mean that's fine there's a place for those people. No, no, no hate on them. But there's also a place for the real cabrones and the real bastards and the real bitches and the fucking, you know, people who aren't having it. And we should have it. We shouldn't be having it as much yeah. as we have it, as much as we put up with. You know, yeah. we're people of a lot of aguante, you know, but yeah. too much, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Cause even when we're depicted as gang members and all that, they tend to like really soften that idea that. Mm-hmm we have that anything will turn us around a familia. Oh, familia. And now we're these, you know, estamos cuyanos. Oh, you know, whatever. Because the idea is stronger than who we are as, as a person or as a gangbanger or whatever. And half the time it's like, dude, I don't know. I've, I've never known anybody like, you know, oh, familia and they start crying down or whatever. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're like everybody else. Most of us hate our own family, you know, it's like, a, yeah. you know, come
0: on. <laughs> Until somebody picks on them, and then we're ready to fight.
1: Yeah, maybe.
0: <laughs> so now I, I was also reading on your your biography that you had started a company. Oh yeah, you
1: know, you make you start a production company, and you write a bunch of language about it to make it seem uh, noble, but it's just uh, that's just propaganda. Oh Yeah, he started a company, and you and you work with people. Film is collaborative, so you need people around you that are better than you. In my case, God knows to yeah. help uh, get the resources and uh, and harness the personalities and, um, and and create the images and uh, and all the other stuff that goes into making a documentary like this. So, yeah, that's it. That's nothing. There's nothing to that. And, of course, the key to that, I suppose, of anything, of a production company that we made was to get the films out there. So it's not enough simply to make something. It's not enough for me to simply make it something someone put on the television, particularly if that t- channel is something like PBS. The young Rasa doesn't watch PBS. Maybe yeah. when you're five years old, you watch Sesame Street. But after that, that 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 network exists for all white women, you know, right? It's just
0: like
1: <laughs> I mean, that's straight up. When was the last time you watched a PBS show? When so, I was
0: actually right? no, last yeah. time I watched PBS is when I had my Chavalito and I was yeah, letting him watch uh freaking, what was it? Uh Caillou, Caillou, some I don't know, some little cartoon. But yeah, it was right. So
1: the, so the for, for us, it wasn't in order to reach our constituency. You know the audiences that I wanted to reach for 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 Brown Buffalo, you have to uh, create these 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 engagement efforts to make sure that Rasa young Rasa is watching this stuff, and so we we took great efforts to uh, to reach out uh, to film festivals big and small, to cultural institutions big and small, international hyper local. Uh, create events so people see this film and learn about people like oscar uh, costa
0: now i would ask you because you you were or you did form that that production company strictly to get the word out Mm -hmm. and a lot of kids a lot of independent kids that come through our festival they always ask us like what what can we do to get our film out there what can we do and like last week i was talking to um gabriel and he was talking about how he kind of was taking distribution back to the roots of when we used to sling CDs out of the back of a car, you know, Great. and you know, he's like, dude, I I just, I don't care if they pirate my movie. I don't care whatever, as long as the movie gets out there, um, as far as your concerned, or your mentality, you know, especially with the documentary, because it's hard. I mean, not a lot of people want to watch documentaries to begin with.
1: 100% right. You know what I mean, because, because they're associated with old white do-gooder fuddy duds <laughs> um, that tell half truths that they're that they they operate in the interest of white liberal elites. They're funded by those elites. and their messaging is boring, uh canned, uh paternalistic, and um not 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 vibrant, not colorful, not fun. So, um, I can understand why people don't want to watch them. But I, so to your point, I think it's, and, and, and the, the fellow you mentioned, I think, of course, yeah, by putting it in, you know, the old CD route, whatever it is, you, to whatever it is t- you can do to share your stuff um, is beneficial. So, I'm sorry I hijacked that question.
0: No, 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 you answer. good, you're good, you're good. You good. Um, especially because, I mean, I, I'm trying to learn from you also because, Again, it, it's one of those. It's hard um, having an independent film, and I'm when I went through my route of distribution. It was totally different because I knew I was going to be in a lot. You know, they bought mine and as a package, sold it off, and I'm I'm just grateful somebody fucking picked it up and watching it. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's different because you have a meaning and a message behind it, and you're trying to push that message. So, you know, what I mean, it, it, the, the dynamics is different.
1: Sure. Every film is different. Every film is like a different, like a, you know, has a different uh, intention. Um, and um, so in my career, I worked with pub- in public media to a great extent, made documentaries for, again, which we've just said are largely for elite older audiences, long form docs, maybe a format that may does, but maybe doesn't survive. In the age of TikTok and, and YouTube, whether or not a long form documentary is going to hold anybody's interest at any time under any circumstances is a question, a valid question uh, in this very rapidly changing media scape. So, you know, you've got to do what it is you care about, because if you don't care about it, and if you're doing it for dough or some idea other than that, then you're in the wrong business. Go, go, get, go make a career that makes you more money yeah. or does more tangible good. Being a nurse or something, um so that's that'd be my number one piece of advice. And if you don't really care about, it, if you don't really need to do it, don't do it. Do something else. If you if you need to do it, do it for yourself, and then because that's all you get at the end. The look at yourself in the mirror. You say, "Was I was I true to an idea that I had? Was I true to a feeling that I had? Was I true to my people? Was I true? Uh, did I mean it?" did i was i sincere even my mistakes even my disasters did i care was i trying to achieve something and if you can you can answer those questions affirmatively or at least some of them You're, you know you can live with yourself so that's me and um and i'm not sure where i started on this rant but i'll you know as you can see now a caffeinated version of me even however it, my my dilapidated condition i'll, I'll talk forever so no, no, steer, me, steer me steer me the right direction right. there David.
0: I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying this because you you you're talking a lot of truths and I love that because again uh, being an independent filmmaker being being, Mancano, being whatever it's hard first it's of all yeah, it's to hard. to get a message out there or to make a mm-hmm. film period. But then you you throw in the fact that you have a message, you have an idea, a concept that you really wholeheartedly believe in and and you want to get that message to many people because mm-hmm. you feel it's important to continue that history that's totally different you know what i mean and that's even to me that's that's an elevated form of independent film or the process because now you you're, you're thinking at different levels of how to get that message or get even people to listen to the message first and then get it out there you know what i mean
1: I do know what you mean, and I do appreciate what you said, and I do believe that to be case. It is it is an elevated form of expression of independent filmmaking, and that's why I chose it. That's what why it satisfied me. And um, and you can't be too concerned about who else is going to like it. And if and and again in a, in a in a domain like long form documentary that is so dominated by white liberals, occasionally the occasional progressive, that that you really got to. Stick to your guns and hold on to through all the noise you're going to get from funders and the networks and film festival brokers and film festival programmers and reviewers. You really got to stick to your idea about what you are and what your experience was, because it's very easy to lose sight and use track in in your effort to advance your career. And to to create some kind of success for yourself. It's very easy to play to an imaginary uh, audience and to a set of interests that aren't necessarily your interest. So all of a sudden, you've tried so hard, you've spent years of your life, and you've made something that's half-assed, or at least, even if it's polished, may not mean anything to you may not have been met resonant to your experience or or the needs you had coming into to in your that that, that engine your aspiration to become a filmmaker. So again, you know, it's tough, man. Capitalism eat eat your ass out. It'll eat every bit of you out, you know, in your pursuit of material um uh shiny objects. So one has to be very, 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 very specific and maybe egocentric and really concerned with one's own experience and process if they're going to have a satisfying experience doing this i mean i went to film school i went to an elite film school and i watched i watched people with the best educations in the world from nice families get chewed up chewed up roadkill coming out of that thing man because wow. because they, they didn't have their they didn't stick to their guns because they played to an idea or to people who didn't have their interest in mind. Some of them made money, few of them did. And a lot of them just got ripped up in every possible way, disillusioned and broken by by the film school debt and by the disillusioning, heartbreaking experience of an industry that is increasingly callous and indifferent to alternate stories, to uh, to 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 diverse stories, to authentic expression of the American experience, and in a country that's increasingly organized and 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 controlled by an, an oligarchical group, the last thing they want is any really honest depiction of who we are and how we live and how people are suffering and how how much rage we 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 inhabit, you know, that inhabits us. So just saying, brother, don't let me see. I got to say, David, you got to stop me,
0: man. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm enjoying it because, again, you, you're, you're resonating a lot of what I feel and how I've, I've tried to vocalize. For example, a couple of, of podcasts ago, I had asked one of a, a, a fellow documentary um, director, I had asked her, I'm like, dude, how are you going to come to terms with the fact that, one, you're gay, two, you did a documentary and three, the fact that your distribution is going to really, really be non like z- zilch, if anything, um, you're lucky that most people will watch your documentary because again, it's, it's, it's based on being gay in a Christian school. And How she's, interesting. Like, well, she's like, well, I just come to terms with the fact that it's something that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, boom. You just like, Wow. And you're, you're resonating that same idea, especially as a documentary maker is like, should I make something? Should I make the next Queen movie? Because that's what's hot right now. And, you know, it's not really a documentary. It's like eh, it's catered to, you know, and it, it's polished. It's like you said, it, it's really not a true story. Or do I need to tell the story of a man who was an asshole, who was an activist, who was a true Mexicano, but nobody's going to really listen to it because, again, he's not known to anybody outside of that one little circle that, you know, the Chicano movement or Chicanismo or, you know, El Paso heroes or anything like that. You know what
1: I mean? Yeah. I mean, everybody has a different need. And. Uh, and again, this business is. If, if it's not even about know if I. It, yeah. I mean, it's it's this thing. This thing is a uh, arrangement of. Uh, making films independent films it's uh it's not for the faint of heart brother no it's not so if you better be a little crazy you better be, <laughs> there better be there better be something wrong with you oh yeah um for you to uh keep this keep it going
0: so far everybody that i've interviewed is a little crazy um to include yourself
1: <laughs> happy to hear that i'm among my own i'm among my people
0: yes yes and and i'm enjoying this conversation now i got a question for you what would your advice be? And and this is following on what you were talking about. Like, non-documentary guys, sometimes we do get chewed out um, because it's it's not the best lighting. It's not the best whatever. And you know, those 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 um, IMDb heroes that go on there and type these big old essays on how you suck, your movie's this, your actor's that. Um, and I'm pretty sure people told you the same thing maybe about your actor. You know, it's like, oh, you know, he, he he's not a good actor or whatever, he's not fat enough, he's not Mexican enough, he's not white enough, or whatever. How do you at the end of the day pretty much get that in your head? It's like, you know what, it's either an attack on me or an attack on my 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 creation or whatever, or how do you move forward past that? Hello? Uh, I think I'm I much... back here. I'm back yeah, here, brother. Right. All right, my bad. Right. I push the
1: cough button. Yeah, well, <laughs> I understand what you're saying here. And it's a great question. How do you not take it personally?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, well, you do take it personally, but then you have to take responsibility for the choices you made and the your decision to make something with um, you know, not a big budget. And You've got to you've got to be comfortable or uncomfortable with your own choice and you got to live with it and 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 taking crap or getting slapped around or 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 being outright condemned. Ignored. It's part of the hustle. I mean, Oscar Acosta was a great motherfucker. He was a huge dude and he didn't get a obituary in The New York Times. You know, he didn't get anything from The New York Times. It was not until our film did he get an article in the New Yorker and, you know, it was not until, or El País. Okay. And I mean, so, you know, you've got to be able to, it's got to be enough to you, for you to do your thing. And if you're waiting around for somebody to pat you on the head again, you're in the wrong business. Unfortunately, this business really um I can say uh it it um it appeals to people with a hole in their soul, people with a damaged self-esteem, people that feel small and they they want to feel bigger, so they make a film. And that, you know, that combination's deadly, man. And once again, I've known people with I had friends out of film school that got patted on the head at Sundance Film Festival and killed themselves later on. You know. That happens. So staying true to you yeah, and, cu- and keeping on a cultivate a cultivating relationships with you and a coterie, which you're doing so wisely here. You know, you're creating a community here. You're creating a community with your festival. You're creating a community with your podcast. You're creating a community of like-minded people. That is smart. That That gets you through to have someone that you trust to bounce your stuff off of to bounce your script off of, to bounce your dreams off of, to keep rekindle your spirit when you're down. That's really, really valuable because you're going to get down and you're going to be lost. You think about it, man. Guys like masters of this craft, Akira Kurosawa, um, some of the heaviest dudes that ever made films, spent times of absolute despair between films. When you can't get a break, when you know, you know, you can't get your film, your dream financed. We've, that's part of the gig. Yeah. It's going to be some time, a lot of time, when you cannot catch a break. You look at, I watch YouTube. I watch so, like Orson Welles after, after, you know, so much of his career, this big, proud genius of a man who made probably the great American film in Citizen Kane. Yeah. And, you know, this guy was... Didn't have a pot to piss in. He had this huge oversized ego looking for the limelight for the rest of his life. That's a great, great example, a great cautionary tale. So I would suggest also reading about filmmakers and reading about and paying a particular attention to the hard times and the internal struggles that they experienced. So, so when it happens to you, you know, it's not a brand new thing. You understand it's part of the terrain. Like if I eat too many burritos of chile relleno, you know, I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to get a stomachache at some point. You got to understand there are consequences to this yeah. career. And. Uh, keep yourself grounded, man. Just keep I, yourself connected to people that understand you and understand your ambition and watch your ego. And. uh, you know. I can go on and on, man.
0: No, I, I you are absolutely right, because I think that's the hardest thing for a lot of us, especially getting independent film guys. They win one or two awards at my festival or whatever, and it goes to the head. And before you know it, they're award-winning you know, directors, but mm-hmm. then they can't catch a break for the next film or they can't whatever. And then before you know it, they're, they're, they're doing, I don't know, whatever, God knows whatever, because... Like you said, they, they just, it wasn't in them. You know, they thought they were always going to be the award mm-hmm.
1: director. Always be feted, always be admired, always be. I watched a documentary about Robert Altman, and I don't know if you know Altman's work, but he was truly one of the greats of um second half of the 20th century in, in, in US uh, director. Uh-huh. And, you know, this guy made some of the most important films of, uh, of his era, of any era in US cinema. And yet there were times that were very fallow and when he couldn't get anything. So you got to build something behind your own eyes. You got to build your own heart out, you got to build your own sense of self out that is independent of the pats on the head, the green lights, the attention, the um uh, the nice uh the nice reviews and little awards. You better or you're going to suffer like like hell.
0: Now would you say it's harder for us in the independent industry versus the bigger guys? Or? I don't
1: know. I don't, you know, no, it's not, not necessarily. It's all, you know, no, of course it's, it's very difficult no matter what. And, and no matter how much achievement you have, it's like everything else. You got to control your appetite, you got to control your spending. You got to control your ego. You got to have self-control the best you can. Um, You know, be, be, a, be, as be Zen, be a mensch, be a, be a responsible soul to yourself. You put your put your ass out there on something that requires so much money to do. All right, it's not like I can pick up a, you know, a, a, a musician can pick up a guitar, you know, and sing Cielito Lindo. It doesn't yeah. cost him anything. For me to get something going, I gotta raise a shitload of ton of money. Yeah. And for yeah. me to ship a ton of money, you know, I gotta get, know the right people. I gotta uh, have appealed, have something to offer them. Whether it's the ability to make money for them or the ability to flatter them. Well, I'm unwilling to do either one. And I've always been unwilling to do either one. So you gotta know what you have an appetite for. Yeah. And who you're willing to blow. <clears throat> and who you're willing to flatter. Yeah. You know, understand yourself and your appetite for humiliation and your appetite for compromise. And I didn't have much of one, to be honest with you. I had very little. Appetite for that, and I was enough uh, lucky enough to make a number of films that I really like. Some of them not less, but I that were mine that I believed in, mm-hmm. that I that I you know put my name on it because and and I, and I had enough. There's a moment where I was you know I was fundable. That moment may be gone or not, but you can't ride your ego on this shit, man, because it'll you know, your ego will burn up, will dissolve. You got to have an, you have an identity that's independent of, of the, of the gig. It's a very, it's very, and that's a something that's very easy to say. but It's very, very hard to do.
0: Man. Dang. <laughs> you know what, Philip, I do appreciate talking to you. Cause again, when, when I, and, and I'll be honest, when, and when we restarted the podcast, I had taken a big break because of a lot of stuff that was going on. but I I needed that. Like you were saying, I needed that contact with fellow filmmakers. And I'm like, mm-hmm. man, the best way to do it is just podcast. Because you get to talk to people. And I got to talk to people who had been in the festival that I felt were, were still going through some trials and tribulations. Because once you put a film, it's out there forever. And, and it's not just like, oh, I won awards. That's it. Well, what about distribution? Okay, well, what about distribution? Well, who's going to take care of that? How long are you going to put it for distribution? Okay, if it's not on distribution, where are you going to put it on? And yada, yada, yada. And it's a continuous job, which a lot of people don't realize, that as a director or of independent film, it's your responsibility. You know, we don't have the big... Yeah,
1: but the good news is now, the previous model of the previous generation is melting, you know, and that you have so much self-made product out there and you've got tiktokers with billions of people following them making millions of dollars so you guys are you know there's a there's a moment there's an opportunity there that wasn't there for us that we i was stuck with that old model right and I, again i'm not bemoaning and i'm very pleased what the opportunities were in front of me but those opportunities are changing rather radically the media escape is moving fast so You know, I I believe it'd be in the interest of young filmmakers to understand that you don't have to wait around like we had to wait around. You don't have to wait for the big old, you know, big old prick, uh, white prick to green light your stuff. You can go ahead and scrabble something together. You've got something to say, make it and distribute it yourself online to to have some have a great Instagram game, have a great TikTok game and you can promote your shit. with extremely effectiveness and low cost you know you can have an you have an ai chat gpt create your website for no money i mean it's extraordinary the opportunities out there technology is going to change this industry so radically ai is going to change this thing so radically so you know do it however you feel it but don't 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 wait around don't sit spend your life waiting for Pats on the head from other people. If you really need to do it, you'll do it. And if you don't really need to do it, then don't bother. Do something else. And I I don't know if that sounds uh, mean-spirited, but I certainly well, don't, I don't, I don't mean it. i do not a film professor many years ago when I was going to go to UCLA Film School. He a great guy. He came out like a father figure to me, a really impossible man. But I love the dude. And he said, I'll get you in the school, son. But I need you to think real hard and decide whether this is what the kind of life you want to have. It's a very, very difficult life. It's a very difficult career. It's nearly impossible. I need you to understand that you really want to subject yourself to it, to all the humiliations that, that it contains. Now, of course, I couldn't have known that. I was chomping at the bit, my little ego. Hey, man, it's going to be so great. <laughs> I couldn't have made that decision well just wisely yeah um but um it's important to to remember in you know in the, in the bill of rights it doesn't say one has the right to be a filmmaker this is a real privilege gig it's a it's a gig that it's tough i mean it's like astronauts filmmakers presidents these are tough gigs man not everybody's going to get them whether you and and have the will and another thing i'll say And it was my great friend and collaborator, Claudio Rocha, who's cinematographer, editor, talented man, animator, talented dude. And he put it to me. He says, you know, you got to finish. He taught me early. You got to finish. It's not enough to start a film. It's not enough to have an idea. Everybody has an idea for a film. Everybody has the script. Everybody has a lot of shit. But very few people finish. You got to finish. I don't care what you finish. I don't care if there's, you know, I don't care if there's dirt on the gate of your lens. I don't care if it smells like shit. Finish <laughs> the goddamn thing. But then you finish. Then you're a finisher. Yeah. Finish it. And then you're going to build yourself out in a way that you won't if you don't. For and, and, and all the pats on the head you're looking for, the glory. Those are things outside your control. Yep. The culture is changing really fast. And if you're going to be valuable, it's you're more valuable if you're a weirdo. You're more valuable if you're an outlier to this culture. To be reiterating, to be the person willing to reiterate the bullshit that passes for truth in this full of shit culture now. In this late empire, garbage slinging, sports obsessed, moronic culture where liberal democracy is falling to pieces and a culture of despair of gun violence, yeah. you're doing us a favor. If you're a weirdo, you're doing us a favor. If you're a dissenter, you're doing your, your citizens a favor. They may not recognize you, but be true to a vision outside of the thing that's going on here. Man, look at, like- Dave Ch- look at a dude like Chappelle, man. Okay, yeah. look at that black That's a heavy motherfucker, okay? That yeah. guy, you know, he's a black man raised among whites. He's got a he's got a really specific I- idea of things. And he's doing us a favor. Yeah, you don't have to agree with everything he says. There might be, you know, offense you will take. Mm-hmm. But you know, this man is true to himself. And he didn't per- he wasn't, he's not doing just for the dollars. He's an authentic self. Be your authentic self. That's all you're gonna have, man. You can be the hollow little man, the little woman, uh the alternative sexuality, whatever it is, all good. Yeah. You it's all good, baby. Just be it.
0: It it feels like we're we're in film church right now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, we are. That's good, that's a good way to put it, brother. I'm waiting, I'm waiting for a crowd behind me. Amen, brother, amen. You know. Because it is true, you know, and, and a lot of us need to hear this because, again, it we have this this really misconception of who we are as filmmakers, especially in the independent world. Because, like I said, a lot of us take those small little wins and, and, and praises to heart and, and we run with it.
1: Well, and wait, let me, so let me I so say it's OK to take the small wins to heart. you got to have those oh, take those <laughs> small wins to heart. But. Don't take it to your head. That's take what it to your I heart, am. and Good. let them bolster you. Because man, there's times, man. When, you know, when you're ignored, you can't catch a break, and you're broke, and you suck. <laughs> but so take it to heart. I got my little awards over here somewhere, you know. But on one hand, I see them humorously. I don't take them to. They're not core identity. I'm I'm flattered, I'm pleased, not flattered. I'm pleased when a film gets some, that I've made, gets some recognition. But I'm also mistrustful, you know? And it depends on where the award comes from. You know, if your award's coming from some elite, white, paternalistic, rich people space, which are the most prestigious awards, that's when you really got to look at yourself. Are these people I really... I'm working these people's interests ideologically. And if I'm doing that, who am I betraying? And if I'm getting awards from these people, what have I done wrong? So you got to stay outside that 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 expectation of, of, of being flattered or being feted or being desired. You've got to remove yourself from that equation the best you can. Be a little bit alienated. Bite the hand that feeds you. Don't sit around like a dog waiting for a biscuit. You got to be better than that. You got to be stronger than that. So sorry, David. See me? Look, at, I told you not to invite <laughs> me here, brother. I told you I was going to fuck I'm, everything up here,
0: bro. I'm I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying. I'm. If I wish, these guys could see the big cheesy smile that I'm just. I'm 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 eating it up. I'm enjoying <laughs> everything you've been putting down. Now, I got a question for you because you said when I introduced you earlier, when I I, I said you were a filmmaker, you know, educated and all that good stuff, you're like, well, yeah. But so I have to ask you because you said it yourself too. At this moment in time of your career, do you feel like you've done your best? You've done what you've set your goal to be? You... No, I mean,
1: oh no, that goal's always changing. I mean, you know, do I? I don't know. You know, I had some opportunities, I made some things, I can't I I was sincere. That's what I can say. Yeah. Did I I don't know, you know, I I don't that, you know, your your idea of yourself and the self itself is always evolving. The self is not a fixed thing. The idea of an individual identity is largely fictional. And if you're paying attention you will change a great deal as you move along the line and your ideas about things and your aspirations and your values will adjust. Obviously, you know, you're, you're not the same 14 year old kid with a heart on, you know, on your bicycle right now, you know, you don't have the same value set. You have children, you have uh, responsibilities to them. You have wounds that you didn't have at the beginning. So you are necessarily somebody different. So I can't, I, I'm, I'm, again, I will go back to this. I, I felt lucky to have been able to make some films. I knew it was a privilege. My grandparents were, my my maternal grandparents were migrants from a poor place in, in a Mexican village who came to the United States and labored as fruit pickers. Migrant fruit pickers. And had a bunch of kids and were so poor, they, they raised them on, on Indian reservations in Southern California. The fact the fact that I was able to pump out some things that were meaningful to me personally, that were filmed, that were expensive, that got seen, I consider it an enormous privilege. It's not my accomplishment. It's an accomplishment of a family and a generation and a process and a historical process. And I feel very comfortable with it, man. Yeah.
0: That's badass, bro. Thank you. that oh man. I don't know what to follow up with that. <laughs> like I'm because I guess coming from that same place where being mexicano, because my parents were Mexican, um, and me being first generation here and having accomplished what they wanted me to do, which was go to school. Um, that mm-hmm. was the only thing that my dad ever wanted me to do, go to school. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, dude, well, I'm retired military, I'm a filmmaker a podcaster, all that chingadera and everything. And I'm just having fun. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying talking to people. You look
1: like it, David. You look like it and sound like it. You sound like and look like a person who's well. You know, and, and, and be well, you know, be strong and be proud and and, and have fun, you know. And if you having fun, somebody else is going to have fun with you, watching your stuff or listening to your stuff.
0: And I if, hope you're so. authentic,
1: if you're authentic, it resonates. And if you're a bullshit weasel, that goes nowhere, and a, 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 a you know some kind of careerist, climbing the obvious path. There's a lot of people that do that, and obviously people have got to pay the bills, and they got to do what they got to do, and they go take that route to please the Lord. And I don't mean the Lord as as a God, God, but I'm talking about the Lord as a as the white guy controlling the purse strings. I wasn't going to please that Lord. I was going to play to that Lord. You can do that if you want but that's not my business. But I mean, I don't know again, I went off on a tangent. I don't even know where I'm at anymore. Just I'm <laughs> in, I'm a, like I'm like the preacher is like speaking in tongues at this point, David.
0: I know, right? <laughs> We're in hour 7 you know, and, and you just received the spirit of good. <laughs> oh my goodness. Are you Southern Baptist by any chance? <laughs> no, I
1: have no religion whatsoever. <laughs> you no, know, oh. I mean, I was obviously, no, no, I don't have any religion whatsoever. But Oscar Acosta did convert to Southern Baptist and he became a preacher. Oh, so my. that Vato, you know, he was definitely, uh, he was tripping.
0: Yeah, so those, those guys hold church for like ever. I, I had a friend who was Southern Baptist and I was, he invited me to a, a sermon once and I, we were there for four hours. I was like, bro, I, I, I'm i hungry. I got to go. He said, oh, it's about to get good. <laughs>
1: That's fantastic. About to
0: get good. I'm about to get good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to get good. <laughs> well, that's the truth of this
1: podcast. About to get good there, audience. Just it's wait.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm going to spontaneously combust any minute now.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness, but I have I have really enjoyed having you on the podcast and and I'm I'm, I'm not really trying to wrap it up, but no, I talk about It's all good. good. Our hour is coming to to the end. Um as far as your films go, any future plans or or anything?
1: Yeah, maybe there's plans and there's not plans. And at this point, I'm very flexible about things. And I'm interested in things. I mean, really, let me put it this way. I have a couple uh projects.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And I'm not sure I'm committed to them. <laughs> That's the fact of the matter. I yeah. really not. I mean, I'm changing. I'm moving down. I'm thinking about stuff. I'm reading a lot. And the things that interested me before no longer interest me. And the perspectives I held before are boring and passé and they were a product of history and we're all just products of moments yeah. and now you know my parents are dead i'm i've i'm a i'm a different person than i was when i was much of my work i was reflecting off them honoring them mm-hmm. reconsidering them and now they're gone and i'm in another space and we are collectively in a in a really vast really interesting place with a lot of questions The actual value and validity of the human being now in the face of technology, the relationship between the human and technology—these are usually just big questions, right? And and I'm just I'm just loading up now, trying to understand the the next stage of my life, my third act. Now, and with that, what kind of perspective? What kind of work will I be willing to do? What what kind of work interests me? I've done what I did already. Yes, yes, that's past. Yeah. Now. I'm, I'm strong and I'm 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 engaged and I'm curious. And I'm trying to find a place, a thing to a project maybe to engage that would express that state of being. A format. I don't know what that is. I don't know. I'm open, man. Pitch me something. Tell me something. Inspire me. I'm I'm looking for it, David. And I uh I may or may not find it. But I definitely want to continue making things that are meaningful, making things that I'm proud to have made, making things that are a little bit strange, a little bit easily forgotten or easily remembered, depending on who you are. Yeah. And uh that's it, man.
0: Bro, I just, love uh, the fact that you said you're on your third act because yeah, that's man. that's when everything gets good. We we're, we're about to get good now. Well, can it can get real
1: good or get real shitty. And it, I'll guess <laughs> it, it plans how you pl- how you built the rest of the edifice, man. Right. Yeah. And uh I'm watching some people now third act getting real weird and real squirrely and real and real terrible. And that's one way to do it. But you know, I watched a couple elders die and I saw some elders died in fear, and I saw some elders died in peace and faith. Yeah. And solidity. I want to be the latter one. And on my way before that moment, just, just want to be true, man. Just want to be a true, solid dude. And you look like one, David. And I appreciate your vibe, and your effort, and your creativity, and your curiosity, and your openness. And I wish you all the best things, man. I'm looking forward to seeing your your next picture. Do you have one in mind?
0: Um, actually, we are we're we're closing up on it. We're in post production. So, si os permite, oh. this next couple months, i it's it's a luchador film. I oh right, I grew up, I grew up watching the old Santos and all those films.
1: Beautiful.
0: And so I just wanted to do kind of like an homage to that because my first one was I, I love B horror films, so I wanted to do a dumb, cheesy because it was easy and I, I wanted to see. Yeah, I could, and yeah, I did. it can
1: be fun, man.
0: Yeah. So, but I, I I definitely understand what you mean. Is like as long as you're having fun, it's it's all good. Other than that, I'm I'll move on. And I don't want to not have fun, especially at my age. I'm, I'm already retired from the military. I'm already, you know, I've I've gone to school. I've done all that good stuff. I'm I'm trying to have fun and and like talking with you, and and understanding your film process. I'm like, wow, I, I need to get to that level because I, I want to see and be able to do stuff like that. So I, that's why I'm 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 just excited to listen to you guys. <laughs>
1: and I, well, I'm I'm, I'm very pleased to speak with you and feel your energy and your and your uh, your trajectory. And I'm looking forward to seeing your Luchador film and uh you know if i can be of service to you brother let me know
0: oh yeah yeah just by being here talking to me and and laying on a bunch of nuggets of, of wisdom and truth and hopefully my listeners will pick up a, on a lot of them especially just the fact of being true to yourself being true to to what you want to do and what you put out there just simply if they pick that up from somebody like yourself who has who who has a very prolific you know filmography um and 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 Again, it's a documentary, uh, activist, and 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 message. And for you to keep doing that is hard enough. And 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 just to have that length of a filmography means a lot, you know, because you were true to yourself and you have been true to yourself. And so that's just exciting. It, it's, it's like badass. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. Hey, it's it's only rock and roll, but I like it.
0: <laughs> there you go. Right. So now closing out because we do have to kind of close out. Yes, my friend. Um. Any kudos? Thank you. Shout outs. Um, shout out
1: to everybody, man. Shout out to uh, I don't know. You know, yeah. It's all it's the 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 cinema gods, and uh, you know, I'd say you know to the young to the young filmmakers. You know, watch watch stuff. You know, watch stuff that you don't think you might like. Crank yourself down. Watch a good silent film. You know, uh, watch watch the masters. Even if you're yeah you're, you're moving fast, but slow yourself down for a minute take that time and watch stuff on youtube read 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 yep. read fill your stuff fill yourself up or or listen to a book on tape i'm i'm doing a painting project right now for myself in my backyard and i'm listening to dostoevsky's notes from the underground which somehow i managed to miss when i was in school and man it's blowing my mind you you, you pick up pieces and what are we creatives we're just like crows you pick up a little piece of gum yeah and a, and a, and a, and, a, and a stick and a, and some cotton to make your nest with that's what you make your films out of and if you got garbage going in garbage is going to go out so try to elevate yourself and your literacy and your and your film uh your film literacy and just try to make it challenge yourself by listening and watching really good shit Heavy shit, things that list a little bit above your pay grade, a little bit above your head. Make yourself do it. and it'll benefit your life. It'll give you legs. It'll give you warm wisdom, and it'll make you work better. I wish somebody had told me that and they did. I didn't listen. So uh you know, brother, that's all I have to say. Well, thanks I to you, that- thanks to you and other people like you that keep on uh, thanks to you, your fabulous festival. And uh, I wish you uh, more success with it, brother.
0: Well, thank you, thank you, Philip. Thank you for again the words of wisdom and 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 those nuggets of truth and and just wholeheartedness, because I'm taking a lot of them to heart. I really am. So I do appreciate that because I kind of needed that. And like I said, the Church of Filmography or the the Church of Film today, um, we got blessed with with Reverend Philip Rodriguez. <laughs> 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 um,
1: oh man! I do I,
0: I I'm I'm. I'm leaving today and we'll probably sign off and i'm going to be on this super high my wife's going to be like calma the i'm i like, "No, wait 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 till tonight you're gonna <laughs> well
1: send me the <laughs> link david <laughs> so i can i can send it to uh you know my agent and i don't have an agent but and if i did i'd send it to him so send me the link and i'm eager to hear myself m- mouthing off once again also <laughs> productions
0: all
1: oh, right david thank you brother thank you. appreciate it very much man
0: And again, guys um, out there, stay tuned next week. Hopefully, I don't know how we're going to top this week's uh, podcast. Uh, I don't know. Um, But keep watching films. Like Philip said, educate yourself um, when you do see his films. Um, I'll put the link underneath. Um, Be sure to like, share, Um, just leave a review. Get that metadata going because that's what helps Indie filmmakers continue what we do. So until then, keep watching films and see y'all next week, guys. All right. Have a good one.
1: That was great, brother. We're done? I
0: just stopped the
1: Oh yeah, okay. We're done?